This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Joel Schaub at Guaranteed Rate. As a realtor, it's important to partner with only the most trusted name in mortgage lending. Joel has thousands of satisfied clients and gives $1,500 of his commission back to your buyers on every closing. He is known for his ability to close even complex deals start to finish in only 14 days. To learn what thousands of others already know, make a note to call Joel at 773-654-2049 or email joel at rate.com. Guaranteed Rate is an equal housing lender license in all 50 states consumer access number 2611 and now on with the show Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast for real estate agents and by real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly series called the Monday Market Minute with Carrie McCormick from the Carrie McCormick Real Estate Group here in Chicago with At Properties. Now, Carrie is a top 1% producer in Chicago with over 20 years of experience helping buyers, sellers, and investors. In fact, in the past 12 months, out of 46,000 real estate agents here in Chicago, Carrie is currently ranked a number 14, actually maybe even lower than that, uh, lower meaning higher in the rank. But uh, as of last time I checked, she's was uh, in the top 15 and always is. Uh, she's a true superstar and an expert in everything from first-time home buyers, veteran investors, and luxury properties. She also works with a lot of developers and is often chosen to represent their high-end developments. Now, please visit Carrie McCormick at her website, which is kerrymccormickre.com, but also absolutely follow her on Instagram. We're actually going to be talking to Carrie today about branding. And she, there's no better example of an amazing branding, uh, a realtor who does branding than Carrie. So follow her on Instagram, which is at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. There's also a link to that in our show notes. So at Carrie McCormick and McCormick has two C's at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. Carrie, welcome once again to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Love being here with you. Love having you. Um, and we're going to do something a little different today. We were, Carrie and I were talking and I, the first time I met Carrie, she was actually a guest on our show. This was many years ago. And then she decided to come on monthly and, and we're so grateful to have her as a partner, comes on to talk about what's going on in the market. And we're now in the latter part of December. We're all, you know, wrapping up the year. And we thought we'd go back and revisit uh, something that I think we did talk about on our very first time we mentioned, but that was, gosh, like three or four years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. So we want to talk about how Carrie grew her business. Um, and, and we'll give an abbreviated version of that because we do have that full interview from, from years ago, which, which we'll link to. But specifically, branding, right? I think branding is really so much of a realtor's per perception uh, or how people perceive realtors in the industry. And it really is difficult because there's all sorts of different ways that realtors can brand themselves from the ones who do extraordinarily silly kind of you know, marketing efforts to people that are ultra serious and professional. And then of course, everything in between and realtors are given a wide berth to really build their brand. Um, so you have built your brand. I would say for you, the words that come to mind when I think about your brand would be professionalism, elegance, um, just, but, but also like kind of cutting edge too. So even though, you know, 
you've been in the business 20 years, you are, you know, all of your branding looks fresh up to date on trend. So you must keep adapting that with the times. Uh, and I'm so curious to know how you keep your branding looking so remarkably current uh, as sort of things, you know, our, our tastes evolve and change. Um, but let's, let's start kind of at the beginning of how you got in real estate. Well, that's, um, thank you for all of that. That was very kind. And, you know, I, I truly love what I do. And I think when people do love what they do, it, it just kind of shines through and it's, it's mm. authentic and it's organic and you're able to be who you want to be. And that's kind of where this all was born from. And just to kind of take a step back, um, as I was mentioning, someone, I've, I've been getting a little bit more of like the questions of, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you grew up and, you know, tell me about your childhood or tell me about, you know, whatever it is going way back when. I'm like, you know, it doesn't really matter. And a lot of people don't really care. But as I've thought through a little bit of it, you know, I wanted to share with you and then with the audience um, just how I did build that brand. And it really, if I look back into my life as a young child, like just seven, eight, nine years old, you know, my natural state back then as a young child was very entrepreneurial. Um, at 12 years of age, I got my first job. Um, what, what was your first job? So I worked at a catering company. Well, this, you guys will laugh. I was a golf cart driver on a golf course. Sure. They did catering then. And apparently way back when, you know, it didn't matter how old you were. So I drove a golf cart on the golf course and served refreshments as a 12 year old. Um, so, but I was very rebel spirited back then. And I didn't follow the rules. I wanted things done my way. And it was really not kind of being out, out of being stubborn but it was truly because I felt there was a better way to do things or to better experience things. My mom didn't like it very much that I was, you know, had that kind of attitude, but again, it didn't, it wasn't born out of, you know, I'm, I'm going to break rules or not follow rules because of that, because of, I didn't want to, it was, Hey, this could be done better, you know, so let's do it this way. So I would bend the rules. Um, but I was raised by a single mom. She was a working mom and she always put people first. And she was kind of that Martha Stewart-esque kind of person. And, you know, because, you know, I was raised by a single mom that worked very hard and, you know, was very authentic to what she did. I kind of got um, my drive and my work ethic from her. So, you know, you fast forward, you know, how I grew up into um, a young adult, I started to learn patience and accountability, which those two lessons, along with like my drive and my grit, definitely propelled my career. When, so, when you say patience, um, can you get a little bit more specific? Do you mean the patience to have the sort of uh, the ability to wait for something to happen as long as you keep moving forward? Or is patience around something else? Well, it was and I think we live in the world now where everything is so fast paced and we want what we want, but, you know, early in my career, things were a little bit slower and, you know, I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew I wanted to sell luxury real estate early on. I knew what I wanted, but, you know, you just couldn't snap your fingers and it was there. So the patience became um, something that I learned because I had to work hard 
you know, I mean, I had to build, I had to, to do all that grinding work of, you know, again, way back when, you know, I would knock on people's doors, you know, I would cold call, there's all that stuff that when you're in the thick of it, you think, you know, I'll never make it, but you know, it's being persistent. It's having the patience. It's having the drive. It's all the things that we know that we need to have, you know, to have our success. So, you know, again, how did this young, like rebel spirit bring me into real estate? You know, and then I say, well, I think real estate actually came to me. And actually I'll tell you guys a very quick story of how I got into real estate. So again, a couple decades ago, I was in advertising and I had a really beautiful office. It was, um, looking over millennium. Well, what is now millennium park. And I'm not sure what happened on that specific day, but I just remember, um, something didn't go my way, whatever it was. And I'm like, I'm going to go out for a walk. So I left the office. And again, this is by millennium park. And I started walking and, you know, as your kind of your mind is going, I'm walking and just kind of huffing and puffing along. And I ended up in the West loop. And again, this is wow. That's that's quite quite a walk. This is. I must have been really angry. So this is back in the late '90s in the West. What is obviously now the West Loop, which wasn't what it is now. So when I got to, it was on Monroe Street. It was Monroe or Madison. I should know this, but it was on Monroe or Madison. Um, there was a sales trailer or a, like a trailer home sitting there, and there was construction going on. There was a big digger there, and I stopped and I looked. And some gentleman came out of the door his, of the sales trailer, the trailer, and he says, you know, you can't be on the site. You know, you need to get off. It's an active construction site. And, you know, I'm just looking around like, what are they doing here? I mean, it was just the weirdest thing to me. And he came out and he talked to me and he says, you know, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm just curious, like, what's going on? What are they building here? He's like, oh, you know, let me tell you, we're going to build a condo building on this site, you know, and we're going to have X amount of units and blah, blah, blah. And I said, who's going to live in this neighborhood? Right. And he's like, well, you know, we think young professionals and, you know, it's so close to da da da. And he's like giving me like this sales pitch. Cause he probably thought I might be a good buyer for him. And I just started telling him what I thought. And I'm like, well, this is what I, you know, why would you do that? And, you know, it's funny. He says to me, he looks at me, he goes, are you in real estate? And I'm like, why? Yes, I am. I'm in real estate. <laughs> Of course I wasn't. And he said, I want to talk to you. You've got some really good ideas. I kind of like the way that you think. Meet me at my office next, whatever, next Thursday. So I'm like, great. So I leave. I walk back to my office. I get on the computer. How do I get my real estate license? You know, so at the time it was, you know, like a week's crash course. Sign up for the real estate class, which of course didn't start till the following week. I met with Tom at his office and I told him the truth. I said, you know, with all due respect, you know, I, I signed up for the course. I'm not licensed, but I signed up for the course and I will have my, you know, license by X date. And he was completely fine with it. He thought it was kind of funny and he was thankful that I told the truth, but he hired me. He said, you know, I like that you pushed the rules with me. I liked that you didn't agree with everything I said. I liked, you know, your energy and your enthusiasm and he hired me and that's how I started my career in real estate. Yeah, that's, it's really interesting. I think oftentimes, especially for, uh, you know, bosses or employers, 
they're often looking more for quality or qualities or personality types than they are experience. Um, I'm, I'm in the process right now. I get to be part of this um, group of investors and it makes me sound more important than I am. It's not a big deal, but there's about 50 of us and we're going to be finding a, uh, a technology company in Las Vegas of all places, a, like a, a startup that is, you know, needs some seed money. Mm-hmm. And so we're all, you know, pooling a you know little tiny bit of money together to help these uh, the this company. We all get to decide on on which company, and there's a bunch of them that want that are competing for the money. And so we're I'm in the process of now looking at businesses that um, I, I have no experience with, and probably wouldn't be able to have the eagle eye to go, oh, that's the one that's going to succeed. Okay. So it's a total gamble on on our end because it's not a real estate related, all the companies, none of them are real estate related. So what I'm like, well, I don't know enough about any of these technology sectors to make a really good decision on who's got the best business plan. So I have to just go with the qualities that I see in these um, the, these owners, these startup uh, founders. And that's the only thing I get to go on. And so I, I, I'm in the process of doing that now. And I'm like, well, this person seems like they, uh, they have a great personality and I never quit attitude. So, you know, and and I think probably a lot of people get into professions because someone saw something in them that, you know, that they thought, oh, once they learn the skills of being in part of this particular industry, they they already have the personality. So they're going to, you just have to like, just wind them up and push them in the right direction. Um, So I suspect that's exactly what happened to you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I got lucky. I feel like I got lucky. So Again, that's how I started in the business. And then you fast forward into, you know, one of your questions was about branding and, you know, building a, a, a brand. And what I've learned through the last couple of years is that the word, you know, to define the word branding or brand, it's not a logo. It's not marketing or advertising, I like to say that a brand is your reputation and how someone feels about you, right? You know, and just like you said, you, you had some really nice comments about my brand. And, you know, I didn't set out and say, you know, Carrie McCormick, you know, this is what I am. It's just, it's a feeling that somebody gets, Mm. you know, when they see my name or see my marketing or see anything that I do. And I think it's important, um, for all of us, when you're, when you have your own business is to be your own brand ambassador and have your own identity. Um, You know, I've seen some folks, you know, and I think it is flattering when someone takes like a social media post or something and they just duplicate it or they copy it. And, um, you know, I think they say it's, it's flattery, you know, but it's, it's not them, right? right? You know, like if you take my post and repost it and put your face on it, it's, it's just, it's not you, it's not authentic. So, um, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time of just figuring out what's important to me and, you know, what's my style and my reputation and, you know, how I want others to feel when they're around me. And I think it's important also when you're building a team or, you know, you have people working for you is to those people that, that are there, that they have the same identity for you, meaning, if my, if my assistants are in front of my clients, I want my clients to feel their, um, you know, that it's, it supports my brand and how Mm -hmm. I want to treat people. So it's the energy that you put out there and it creates that brand just kind of becomes it's its own. Yeah. Let 
So I'm curious on if you were to think about what feelings you want your clients to have, you know, after the transactions completed, they've either bought their home, sold the home, moved in, rented, you know, whatever the transaction is, and they think back to their experience, you know, what are some of those feelings that you want them to, to have in, in the, in, as they think back about, you know, your performance as their realtor? Yeah. You know, everyone listening who's a realtor, we all work so hard. I mean, we just do it. You know, it, sometimes it make, we make it look easy that what we do, but, you know, I want my clients to feel like they, number one, that they can trust me because I always, always have my clients' best interests and I'm a fiduciary, you know, so I have to protect my clients and I want them to feel like that they are protected. The decisions and advice that I give them is for them. You know, it's not for me. It's not for my company or any, it's, it's all about them. So I want them to feel like they're in good hands. I want them to feel that, you know, they, I trust that I, they can trust me. Absolutely. Um, communication. I also think is important. I want them to feel like if they have a question, they can call me anytime and I'm going to pick up the phone so that I'm there for them. So that's, and I feel like because that is truly how I feel about what I do again, that my clients can 100% trust me. I'm always there for me. They can pick up the phone. I will make the best decisions possibly for them and their property. It's grown my business because it's authentic and it's truly how I feel. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting because I suspect a lot of realtors who haven't had the experiences that you've had and the length of time in the industry, um, you know, it's something a lot of people struggle with is, is yes, I want to do a good job, but they don't maybe forward think and say, when this transaction's over, what do I want my clients to actually feel about me? Mm -hmm. And you just very elegantly sum that up. And, and I think then it's like, okay, I want them to know that I put their best interest in front of my own, that I'm a fiduciary, which by the way, that in and of itself is a really important thing for all of our listeners to, to understand about your business as a real estate agent is yes, you are. And you can have that conversation with your clients about what that means and, and what responsibility that you take to do that. But at the end of the day, you have a list of things that you want your clients to feel after a transaction. And then comes the hard part, like you said, being able to contact you at any time. The hard part is now you have to live up to, to all of those expectations that, that you want your clients to, uh, you know, to, to feel that, that you've met. Um, so, but it also probably drives all of your behavior, I imagine, yeah. because, you know, I, I know like uh, example here at, at the firm I work at is we have just about 800 agents. And when I started, we had just a couple of agents. And so we've grown a lot, but we always have thought of ourselves as a small little mom and pop uh, family company. And even though we're not so small anymore, that's still kind of our identity. So I have to make sure when I'm talking to agents who are thinking about joining the company I work for, that I say, just, just so you know, we still think of ourselves, that is our brand, as we are this little mom and pop company. We try to treat our agents, you know, as best as we possibly can. But, you know, if I say, oh, we have 800 agents, somebody might think, oh, I'm just another number, um, you know, or there's firms that have thousands of agents, you know, and, and there's small and bigger firms. But our, our brand is actually we're this little tiny company that just happens to be bigger than when we started. But um, so so I always make sure that 
you know, and when I tell agents who join our firm, I'm like, we're, our job is to make sure that you never say, mm, I don't really like it here. Uh, but in order to do that, you know, we have to treat agents. And again, I don't work with uh, buyers, sellers, you know, I work with realtors. Um, and so I have to make sure our realtors feel the same way your clients feel about you. And so, but, but you're right. It, it's, it really governs all of our behavior at our company is how do we take such good care of people that they don't want to leave and go somewhere else? And the same with you. And, and, but that there, there it is the hard work, because if, if we do get a phone call from one of our agents at, you know, 10 PM at night saying, Oh my God, I'm going to lose this transaction. This deal is going to fall through. Oftentimes we have to step up and do that, even though we're like, well, we really sort of, you know, at five o'clock we all go home, um, but we really have to have to be there. So I can appreciate the the sort of how specific you are with wanting that. And then I can also appreciate how difficult it is to meet to meet those needs. But that's where all the reward happens. So right. you're you you are somebody who is I mean, nothing was handed to you, which is I, I'm always so impressed with people who you know, are able to be, to excel in this industry without really any specific hand help or handouts. Obviously you got help along the way and you consider yourself lucky for having to walk by that developer at the time. But at the end of the day, like probably a thousand other people walked by that developer that same day. Right. And right. you had the, um, you really had no business talking to them because you don't know anything about that, uh, business, that, that industry. And yet you did. And that demonstrates an impressive quality, you know, to anyone that's looking to employ somebody. Um, I, I once, I once hired, um, I was like trying to hire an assistant and we, this is back when Craigslist was like the place to put your job posting. And we probably got a hundred responses and it was just for this menial position. It wasn't even a high paying position. It was embarrassingly like, maybe it was, uh, maybe we, we must've just been paying, you know, uh, minimum wage or something. And so we got all these, you know, really earnest, um, responses, people wanting to, to be the assistant. And, and it was just like, Oh my God, there's a hundred of these to go through. And then a woman just walks in, she was in her twenties and she goes, I wanted to like hand my resume in person because I know you're probably getting a lot of those. And we just kind of looked at each other, my boss and I, and we're like, you're hired. Like if you're going to come all the way down here just to walk into our like crummy little office for you know, a crummy job that you're probably not going to want in is three or four months. No, 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 no. She, she is not still there, but, um, but, but not, but because she went on to bigger and better things sure. because of, of course she did, because yeah. that's the kind of person that is going to go on to bigger and better things. And so that's exactly what happened with you and, and you, and I'm not in any way suggesting, you know, you, you were a professional, you had a good career as before that. No, but just I the, feel very fortunate. Yeah. No, it, that's exactly it. So, you know, it's, it's taking chances and it's, you know, really is all about hard work. And, you know, sometimes too, it's being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. It's so much of being in the right place at the right time. The good news is if you just go to a lot of different places and right. you, you, you put yourself out there at some point, someone's going to be like, wow, that's impressive. Right. And it's happened to me. It's, it, it, you know, and it, 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 what I will tell you, though, back to the branding thing, because I'm, I'm really curious if you agree with this. So I was thinking as you were talking about the feelings you want your clients to have about you. And, and I was also mentioning we want our agents to think about our company the same way your clients feel about you. And I was thinking that and again, it really does become like our North Star. And 
it certainly is your North Star because if you don't fulfill those obligations, those commitments you've made, which are really your own personal sort of values to your client, if you don't honor those uh, almost perfectly, if not perfectly, you run the risk of the client thinking, well, she didn't really deliver on that or, right. or you know, it was a lot of just marketing, whatever. Um, but it probably governs your behavior, I imagine, right? Like, you know, well, that's my North Star. I want everyone to go, wow, right. she worked really hard for me. She had my best interest in mind. I could contact her. She was knowledgeable. She always got back to me or she was available. Um, and that probably in some ways frees up some anxiety you have about, like, you know what to do so that people feel that way. I do. But it is interesting that, you know, every, there's so many different personalities out there. And, you know, a lot of people comment that, you know, we could be um, psychologists and all that stuff. And it is, there's one client in particular. I mean, I went above and beyond in the amount of work that I did for this client, but it's all because it's what I do. Right. And we got the deal closed. And again, it was for this year, it was one of the hardest deals, but it was perseverance. It was, it was everything you could possibly think of. I didn't get a thank you, you know, but it's not about that, you know, but I was just thinking like, um, I mean, I did the best that I could, but you know, if someone, you know, their expectations was, of course, she's going to do that, you know, but sometimes a little thank you goes a little, a a long way. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a really good time as a marketing tip as well to remember to say thank you to your clients, not Carrie, of course, Carrie does this, but Carrie's saying, gosh, it would you know be nice for this person to recognize all the work I did. Um, it's a great really reminder for all of us to recognize all of the work that all the help that we get as well. Um, so if there are people in your life, friends, family, coworkers, maybe a mentor, or just people you admire in the in this industry or just in life in general, reach out to them and 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 tell them, even if it's somebody you've never met. Um, you know, we're we're lucky to get uh, some of our listeners write us and and say things about how we help their business. We would really never know that if we didn't get that feedback. I mean, we assume we're helping people, but unless people tell us, we honestly don't really know. And so I would encourage everyone as your marketing tip even if it's somebody you sold a home to four years ago, um, pick up the phone and, and wish them a happy holidays and say, I just, you know, especially if, if you really like them, say, I just want to tell you four years ago, I remember closing on your home. Wasn't that a fun time or, or wasn't that a difficult time or whatever the experience was? And just say, I just want to thank you for being my customer four years ago. Um, you know, very few people ever do that. Um, and I think that's a great opportunity. Definitely, uh, this is the the um, time of year where we we all, you know, try to give thanks and 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 really a lot of a lot of times we think people know that we appreciate them but they probably don't as because you say it in your head all the time about how much you appreciate somebody i know i deal with this in my primary relationship with my girlfriend is i think i must be complimenting her all the time because in my head i do that and then i'll find out oh i didn't say anything out loud i just I'm always thinking about how great she is. Am I telling her how great she is as often as I should? Well, no, I'm probably not. And, you know, that's that's something to, to consider is, is think about um, gratitude gets you a lot of, of, of just uh, any of part good of your feelings. Life, you just say it to everyone. Everyone wants to hear it, right? No matter what you do, who you are, everyone wants to hear it. And people I have found in my life when you are really authentically grateful to people, then they, 
they will they will be by your side forever. Um, yeah. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. So we appreciate Carrie for coming on our show for years and years and continuing to do that. She does not have the time really to do this. Um, one of literally one of the top producing realtors in Chicago and the Chicago and whole in Chicago area, not just the city. And so we appreciate you. Uh, so on behalf of all our listeners, we say thank you for being consistent. Carrie has never missed. Um, I think there were one or two times we had to reschedule because, you know, just things got busy, but Carrie has not missed. She continues to be on the show and really helps our audience learn what it's like to be a top producer and what every one of our agents can do to kind of get to where you are now. So on behalf of everyone, we say thank you. And on behalf of Carrie, you're welcome. On behalf of Carrie and myself, we also say thank you to all of our audience for continuing to listen and support us. Thank you for another great year, Carrie. Um, This was, uh, gosh, three or four years now together. And we are so honored to have you. And just as a quick thing before we go, please everyone follow Carrie on Instagram. Go to her website, or I'm sorry, well, go to her website too. But before you do that, follow her on Instagram. This is really, if you want to see branding in action, authentic branding in action, that looks brand new. Every single post she does looks new. It looks hip. It's hip is, gosh, I'm dating myself for that word. but. But it does. It, it it look. It's on brand, and I always say that that you are right on on trend for for everything that's cool and, and going on. Um, and as a marketer, I can really appreciate what you do. So follow her on Instagram, which is at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. Again, McCormick is with two C's. So Carrie McCormick Real Estate, and also go to her website, which is CarrieMcCormickRE.com. And before you sign off, I know you're ready to hit the end button or or the fast forward to the new uh, next podcast episode. But please tell a friend. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from Carrie about branding and send them a link to our episode. And please leave us a review on whatever podcast uh, app you might be using, whether it's Apple Podcasts uh, or it's, um, which used to be iTunes or Google Play or Pandora or Spotify or wherever. Leave us a review that lets us know what what we're doing right and what we can do to improve. So thank you, Carrie, for another great year. And we will see you in 2022. Thank you.